No, Sally. No. I said no. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Man, I tell you, man, everybody wants something, man. They just never give up. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Nairby here from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am Nairby on Degrassi Street. Speaking of which, it's time for another sexy, nut-busting episode of Degrassi Bunny, courtesy of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am the aforementioned Nairby. Today, we are covering... Season 1 of Degrassi Junior High, Episodes 4, 5, and 6. Uh, Sally, I said no. Will you ever give up? Damn it. You never give up. You never give up. You never give up. Fine. Just be, just be snuggly. Yeah, man. So, so far, so good. We're having a lovely time. Even though, even though this is only the second episode. But we're just going to keep moving right along with Episode 4 to 6. Starting with Episode 4, the title, The Cover-Up. Air date, February 8th, 1987. Yeah. We start with Rick. Rick. We all know Rick, right? Who doesn't remember Rick? Rick is a... He's just uh, got to school, and he's got his bike. He's got a cool bike, this Rick kid. Uh, It's got a small tire in the front and a big one in the back. It's awesome. And while Rick is chanting up his bike, we see Joey Jeremiah on his skateboard trying to do some tricks and impress everybody. This is all outside in front of the school, of course. He ends up falling and cutting his forehead and getting some blood on it. And all of a sudden, here's Radich. Radich sees him and he's like, Mr. Jeremiah, no horseplay. And he sends Joey to the principal, who we find out his name is Mr. Lawrence. Sends Joey to the principal. Joey was not doing anything wrong, unless there's no skateboarding allowed on out, outside. I mean, so he fell. Everybody falls. I mean, what happens if Rick falls off his bike? Is he going to get expelled? <laughs> Come on, uh, Ratch, Ratchet. Uh, uh, guy? What the hell was the name again? Radish. Yeah. Um, then we get, as we're uh, watching, we see Caitlin and Susie, and they see Rick uh, in the school, and they're swooning over him because he's, he's such a dreamboat, right? And we see that photo day is coming up at Degrassi Junior High, and Stephanie K, we go to her favorite, sp- her favorite uh, area in the whole series, apparently, so far. She's in the girls' washroom, and she's getting changed into her Madonna gear. Her old friend, now old friend, Vula, is in the bathroom with her. And uh, Vula reminds Stephanie that, uh, hey, man, I hope you know your mom's going to see these pictures, right? And Stephanie's just kind of like, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, because Stephanie doesn't want to get out of her Madonna gear. But what's she going to do? Cut to the class. Caitlin and Susie are sitting in class. Rick is walking in, and Caitlin says, he always looks so tragic. She and Susie uh, then set out on a mission to make Rick smile. Because Rick doesn't smile. Which is weird. He uh, smiled, uh, uh, unless we haven't gotten to that episode yet. Have we gotten to the licorice episode yet? Well, he smiled there. If that was before this episode, he smiled there. But then again, bloody hell, we saw Liz in the first few episodes. And later on, they introduced her as a new friggin' character. Um, So school's over. We get to uh, Joey's house. Joey gets home from school. To find that his mom cleaned his room. And he's like, this is, inv- this is an invasion of my privacy. And uh, he sees that his mom is using fabric from his favorite jean jacket to fix his pants. And Joey says he can't wear, that, that he can't wear his own, his uh, new jean jacket to school because he'll look like a broomhead. Seriously, man, broomhead. Must have been like the word of older guys. Like they used it constantly. Everybody used it. He doesn't want. He wants to use a nice beat up uh, jean jacket for his picture, which is understandable, man. New denim just it, when it, it just looks new. It just looks ridiculous when it's new. You have to really work it in. And uh, so Joey says, uh, "You know what this is? 
this is child abuse. So the next day, Joey's back at school and he's telling Tim about the jacket and Rick overhears him. And Rick tells Joey that uh, he has a jacket he can sell. But Joey wants to make sure the jacket's used, and Rick says, uh, every, "And Rick says everything I have is used." And he's not smiling, of course. But don't worry, Caitlin and Susie are on the job. So uh, Rick invites Joey over to his ha- over his, over to his house after school, and Joey says, "Thanks, buddy." And Rick replies and tells him that just because he's selling Joey the jacket, it doesn't make them buddies. <laughs> so Rick Rick walks uh, into into a class, and Caitlin and Susie tell him they they tell him this joke, right? Because they're on a mission to make him smile. And here's the joke, okay? They said, uh, why did the turtle cross the road? Because it was the chicken's day off. He doesn't laugh, and uh, neither did I, and he just walks away. <laughs> oh, yeah. In class, Stephanie asks, asks Vula's advice on what to do, uh, what clothes to wear for picture day, but Vula refuses to help because uh, the little... Uh, falling out they had a couple episodes ago Steph tells Vula that she just wants to be best friends again and Vula says too bad yeah too bad you Madonna and after school Joey goes to Rick to, goes with Rick over to Rick's house and Joey digs Rick's house man he tells Rick that his mom and dad must be real cool and Rick says he doesn't have a mom Rick offers <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick says to Joey do you want a pop or something <laughs> Now, I don't know why that's funny. It's, that's funny to me because I've never heard anyone outside of Canada refer to soda as pop. So when I hear someone on TV say, do you want a pop or something? It just sounds funny, man. So she says, do you want a pop or something? Uh, While well, he goes and gets the jacket. And it, it used to belong to Rick's older brother, the jacket. Joey tries on the jacket as uh, Rick... Uh, is Rick's dad uh, comes home from work complete with his 80s freaking hair all over the goddamn place and Rick's dad looks into the fridge for a pop <laughs> and he sees that Rick gave one to Joey and that was like the last two pops left in the fridge I shouldn't be laughing because this is a serious episode but the pop man so uh, Rick sees that uh, uh, sorry Rick's dad sees that Rick gave Joey uh, a pop <laughs> And then uh, uh, Rick's dad beats the shit out of him in front of Joey. And Joey just freaking gets the hell out of there while Rick is just getting his ass handed to him by his father. And uh, I tell you, man, this show pushed the envelope big time, especially for the 80s. The 80s was a very um, PG, family-friendly era. But Degrassi, man, it, uh, it pushed that envelope. It was great. Uh, so then we got, got to Rick, and he's in his room, and he starts to cry. And he says that he wishes he can get out of this place as his dad is on the other side of the door apologizing, telling you know, telling me sorry it'll never happen again while Rick is just ignoring him. I guess he has a lock on his door. The next day it's photo day at school and Stephanie decides she's just going to wear her Madonna clothes because, hey, this is just what I am now. Well, right on. Well, well done. Good for you. Uh, it's, it's Rick's turn to get his picture and... Um, the, the photographer is telling he's back he's basically begging Rick to smile and while this is going on Caitlin and Susie are literally standing about two feet off to the side to Rick which from what I remember even back in the 80s never happened okay I work in, in broadcasting you can't have people standing to the side in a, in a situation like that they're gonna mess up the lighting but 
they, they had to do what they needed to do. <laughs> and Degrassi, it just looked... I mean, me as someone who works in broadcasting and television, it just looked ridiculous to have uh, Caitlin and Susie just... Maybe with, probably even a foot away. Just crazy. And then we cut to... Uh, <laughs> Oh, Melanie. Oh, I love Melanie. Melanie and Kathleen, I, love, I especially love Melanie. Melanie's worried about an enormous zit that she has on her face. So she, tr- she tries to cover it by pulling her hair over her face. <laughs> and poses for the... <laughs> oh, she's awesome. Rick then asks Joey for the 15 bucks he owes him for the jacket, but Joey only has 10 Rick uh, wants the jacket back, but Joey pleads, saying he doesn't want to look like a broomhead because Joey hasn't gotten his picture taken yet. And he promises to give Rick the rest of the money after school. Joey tries to talk to Rick about what happened with his dad, but Rick doesn't want to talk about it, telling him, Shut up! Which was just, well, uh, that uh, Rick needed some acting lessons, but uh, alright. <sighs> then we get another attempt by Caitlin and Susie trying to make Rick smile. And their plan this time is they both put on pig noses. <laughs> and they get his attention, and then they start oinking. And uh, unbelievably, it doesn't work. <laughs> they look like morons. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Joey gets sent to the office for, for talking in Mr. Radish's class when uh, Tim asks uh, Joey... Because uh, Joey earlier asked Tim, you know, what would you do if you knew a kid that was getting beaten up by his parents? And then eventually in class, Tim asked Joey, you know, this kid is getting beaten up. It's Rick, isn't it? And Mr. Radish caught them, and Joey once again gets sent to the office. And uh, before leaving the principal's office, uh, he talks to Doris, the secretary, secretary, and asks for her advice on what to do if he knew someone who was getting beaten up by his dad. And when Do- and Doris asks uh, if that's if it was someone at Someone who attends Degrassi Junior High. Joey uh, thinks he said too much and he takes off. And then Doris immediately gets on the phone and calls Children's Age Aid using the classic big 1980s phone. 80s phone, man. Those phones, man. Man. Crazy how uh, how we've advanced uh, technology-wise. Bloody hell. And she thinks it's Joey that's getting beaten up because of the scar on his head that he had from skateboarding earlier in the episode. Uh, then we go to uh, Rick. Uh, Joey is uh, going to. Sorry, Joey is taking Rick to Joey's house after school to get the rest of the money. And when they get to Joey's house, there's a man in uh, Joey's living room talking to Joey's parents. And this dude is just straight out of the 80s with his Duran Duran hair. Like, holy crap. And he's from Children's Aid. And he's there because the school thought Joey was getting beaten. And his parents are like, we would never touch our son. And um, the great thing about um, this series is that the woman who plays Joey's mother in these episodes, Degrassi Junior High, is the same woman who plays his mother throughout. Every time his mom character appeared, it was her. So even in Degrassi High and in the Degrassi High School's Out movie. So very, very awesome continuity. I love it. Uh, um, So Rick tries to leave when the counselor asks Joey if he's been getting beaten up. Joey said he was, uh, it wasn't him, and Rick runs out, the counselor stops him, and as Rick is trying to take off on his bike, his chain messes up, and uh, the counselor offers the help, and he tells Rick that uh, he can get help, he can help Rick if Rick, if, uh, Rick lets him, Rick asks, the dude if he, he asked Duran Duran if he gets a bonus for every kid he helps, 
And uh, Duran Duran insists on helping Rick, telling him he doesn't have to seem, or he doesn't seem like a very happy kid. He really didn't. And uh, we cut away from there, and we hope for the best. And it's the next day at school. Joey gives Rick the rest of the money, and Joey tells, sorry, Rick tells Joey that he's going to live with his brother Frank. Joey's like, cool with that. And as he leaves, uh, well, as they both part ways, like they start walking opposite ways, Rick takes Joey's hat off of his head, gives a big smile, and he gives it back to him, and he calls him Buddy. <laughs> Which surprises Caitlin and Susie, who just happened to be there watching. And, uh, and we get Caitlin saying, Susie, he's smiling. <laughs> and from there, we get this long, awkward smile between Rick. Rick is just smiling at Joey, and it's just... It's just really awkward and long, but they I, they had to do it until they finally freeze framed and started showing the credits. But <laughs> good episode, as I said, they they really pull they really push the envelopes in this show, man. All the way up to Degrassi Next Generation, man. I remember I didn't I haven't seen all of Degrassi Next Generation, but the seasons I did see, man, they covered a lot of stuff in there, and in Degrassi High. So yeah, great stuff, great episode, Rick. Uh, I don't know what the story is with Rick. I don't know why. I mean, for those, spoiler alert, for those who don't know, Rick was not a main character for very much longer, especially in Degrassi Junior High. I don't know what the deal was. I think I actually looked it up online one time, and I think he is now a tattoo artist in California, because I was binge-watching the Degrassi episodes, and I was like, let me see what Rick's up to, if I can find him. And yeah, he was, I'm pretty sure it was him, but yeah, Rick got, uh, obviously got help, and uh his dad and his friggin' dad's 80s hair can just have all the pop they want. <laughs> pop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and from there we go to the next episode of Season 1, Episode 5. The title, The Great Race. Air date, February 15th, 1987. We start with Melanie as she's in the uh, locker room at school and she's just staring at her chest in the locker room mirror. And she thinks she needs a bra, but her mom won't let her get one. Telling, uh, and she tells uh, her friend that it's really unfair. She thinks she needs one because she's got huge ones. <laughs> For those who remember Melanie, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't, maybe maybe in the world of ants, she's got a huge set of boobs. But all right, <laughs> but that's why one of the many reasons why Melanie's awesome. From there, we get the intro, and uh, after the intro, we're at the swim meet, and Melanie helps Degrassi uh, win a competition which puts Degrassi Junior High into the finals, the city finals, I guess. And we cut to after class. Joey tells Steph as they walk out that he got an A in sex ed, and he calls himself Joey P. Jeremiah. P for Playboy. <laughs> and then we see LD. LD, everyone remembers LD, right? Those who are familiar with the show, LD, yeah. LD walks up to Steph and she asks Stephanie if she can announce the swim team because making the city finals because Stephanie is the president of the school. Steph says that that's not the president's job to announce sports news. It's Jason's job. And LD says, oh, okay, thanks. So she's going to go hunt out this Jason kid. Meanwhile, Arthur and Yick, another awesome dynamic duel, duo, are upset because they haven't grown any taller since Joe going into junior high. And they're measuring their height. So they come up with this idea. You know, there's this one kid in school. And he's really tall. So they decide to follow Snake around. <laughs> so they can see what he eats because he's really tall. <laughs> oh, these two are awesome. And then we see Melanie I and then we see Melanie at her locker 
and she's eyeing Snake, who's also at his locker just a few lockers away. He looks over, and he catches her looking, and she quickly looks back away. And you can see that scene in the Degrassi Junior High opening, actually, between Snake and Melody. <laughs> awesome. And now it's time for the school announcements. LD and Melanie are in the hall as they listen to the sports announcement from Jason. And they're upset when they don't hear about the swim team's win. So they go looking for Jason. And they confront him. And he's the captain of the boys' soccer team. And they ask him, why, man? Why didn't you announce that we're in the finals, man? People need to come see it, man. Invest. They might buy some t-shirts and shit. <laughs> and he says, people don't care about women's sports because girls aren't good athletes like pro wrestlers and football players. <laughs> Uh, i tell you that right now, man, a lot of women wrestlers today, pro wrestlers now, are really friggin' good. I mean, I don't watch the product regularly, but the occasional time I do watch it, like, I like watching them more than the dudes a lot of the times. Yeah, so this offends LD and Melanie, and LD challenges the boys' soccer team to a swimming match after Jason says the boys would beat the girls easily, and Jason accepts. Accepts. Snake watches on, and he gives Melanie a little smile as she looks at him. And then we go to McDonald's, and they're drinking out of the classic McDonald's Expo 86 cups, man. Yeah, and this was 87 when this episode aired, but yeah, Expo 86, I think that was in uh, Montreal, I think. Um, Melanie's there, and she keeps talking about how her mom won't buy her a bra. So LD takes her <laughs> to get one, just to go, just to, just to shut her up, because Melanie just won't shut the hell up, because she's awesome, she's quirky. <laughs> And then when they get to the store, Melanie feels weird at the store. And based on the colors, like it was red, there's a lot of red in the store. I would guess, I mean, we didn't see the name of the store, but I would guess it was either a Zeller's, which no longer exists, or an old department store that went out of business a long time ago called Towers. Towers, T-O-W-E-R. Does anyone remember Towers? I remember Towers. Uh, Melanie doesn't want to buy the bra. LD calls her a chicken. And Melanie says that she looks more like a chicken wing, but without the legs or breasts. <laughs> oh, she's so awesome. <sighs> the next day we're in school, Melanie shows off her new bra in the bathroom to Stephanie and LD. Stephanie, surprise, surprise, is in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> <sighs> she walks out into the hall, and she's playing with her top because the bra is obviously too big. And, um... She's playing with it as she's showing it to her. Well, she's not actually showing the bra. I mean, obviously she's wearing a top on top. But she's showing Caitlin and Susie. And then Joey walks by and he starts making fun of her. And he pretends to sneeze as he walks by. And he asks her if he got... If he asks Melanie if she's got any more Kleenex. Haha. <laughs> From there we cut to the locker room and the boys... Well, a few members of the boys' soccer team. Jason, Wheels, and another kid. Uh, they're in the locker room. And Wheels and the other kid... They don't want to go against the girls' swimming team because they know they'll lose because of how they've advanced to the city finals, which makes sense. Jason convinces them to swim by saying that he's going to get Snake on the soccer team so he can swim too because he sees Snake is a great swimmer. However, he sucks it. He's not on the soccer team because he likes, he loves the game, but he sucks at it. So, but Jason's going to try anyway. Meanwhile, Arthur and Jake, Arthur and, J Arthur and Yick, are outside and they're just watching. They're spying on Snake as he's also outside on the steps eating lunch and they're just watching him. <laughs> but they can't see what he's eating. So they get this idea to just casually walk near him <laughs> so they can get a closer look. <laughs> and while they're doing this, 
about to get a good look at what Snake is eating to see what makes him so tall, <laughs> Jason shows up and he asks Jake to join. The, he asks Snake to, to join the soccer team. Oh, I have new followers on PlayStation. Cool. BBQ, SOD. All right, ASOS. I don't know who that is, but all right. Um, uh, he asks Snake to join the soccer team so he can swim for them. But Snake is reluctant because it doesn't seem right because he sucks at soccer. Which, I mean, Snake is a good dude. He doesn't want to just be a ringer. That's not right. Plus, he's digging on Melanie. Uh, but I, I guess he agrees. Yeah, he agrees. And then uh, Jason leaves. And then once he leaves, Snake, and Zo- Snake, and Snake opens up a tub of something. And uh, <laughs> Arthur and Yick go up to him and they ask him, is that yogurt? <laughs> Snake says that, yeah, it is. <laughs> and Yick and Arthur, Arthur say that yogurt doesn't make you tall because Yick eat, eats yogurt all the time. <laughs> all these two are awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're back in class, and Melanie gets embarrassed when people start making fun of her bra, and Alex snaps her bra from uh, bra strap from behind during class. Alex, those of you who remember Alex... He doesn't become a main, a known main, somewhat main character until Degrassi High. He's the one, the Greek dude who ended up dating uh, Tessa Campanelli for a short while. For those who forgot who Alex was, um, Melanie decides that she's not going to swim, and she says, uh, "Like when somebody, when uh, LD asks her, don't you want us to win?" Melanie says, "Of course I want us to win. I just don't want to be laughed at." LD says that half the team can't swim for reasons like uh, ba- being seen in bathing suit. And being on their period. So a bunch of the team have apparently backed out. Because of, uh... Well, as I said, they don't want to be seen in their bathing suit, which makes no sense. Were they not swimming in front of every, anybody during the competitions and shit? But, but I can understand the period stuff. Ew. <laughs> Ugh. We cut to soccer practice, and Snake is introduced at the, as the new member of the soccer team. And they, they want to see how... <laughs> they want to see how he does, so... They, they, they say, kick the ball. And he kicks the ball, and, and he sucks at it. <laughs> Who the hell can't kick a soccer ball? <laughs> After soccer practice, Arthur and Yick, they follow Snake to the store. And they see that he bought a Super Crunch Delight bar. <laughs> and they think that that's what they need to grow taller. So then they go into the store, <laughs> and they buy 20 of them. <laughs> Oh, these two are great. <laughs> uh, then it's the day of the swim meet, and LD accuses Jason of stacking the team with Snake. Snake still doesn't feel right because he's a good dude. And Joey is out taking bets on who's going to win the big race. Snake leaves, and he's out, and he eats a Super Crunch Delight bar outside by himself. And the guys, uh, they, they can't find him. Well, he's obviously outside getting taller. <laughs> so Jason goes and looks for him. Uh, we cut to Arthur and Yick, who are hanging from a bar, stretched out to try to stretch their bodies. <laughs> like they're hanging, trying to extend. Oh my god, these two are awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and as Jason's looking for Snake, he runs into Melanie, and Melanie tells him that she's not swimming. Jason's excited, and he goes back and tells the, the uh, other dudes. And he says, there's nothing to worry about now. And they're all, they're all, Yay! Melanie leaves school and she sees Snake outside eating a Super Crunch Delight bar because he's trying to get taller. And he, he tells her that she shouldn't be afraid of getting laughed at 
And Melanie then decides to swim. So good talk. Good talk, Snake. And then he offered her a, a bar. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> they were at the pool. And Alexa, for those who remember Alexa, the Greek girl. Oh, oh my Amazon Echo Dot just turned on. Sorry. Let it turn off. Give me a second. There. I got to change the name of that thing. Um, we're at the pool. And, and Echo Dot, she's actually there in the crowd. But she's cheering for the boys. Which makes sense because um, Echo Dot there... Alexa uh, was like a boy hungry character big time in the whole show going all the way up to the very until she ended up uh, going out with Simon who's gonna we're gonna eventually meet that god awful acting dick oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Joey makes fun of Melanie in front of everyone after she decides that she's gonna swim and she says that uh, she's so flat that the walls are jealous. And then LD grabs Joey, throws him into the pool. Everyone laughs. Yay. So there you go. Good one, Joey. But Joey is the clown of the school. And uh, he's uh, he's Joey. What are you going to do? The race begins, and it's a close race the entire way. And um, Echo Dot <laughs> is cheering Jason on. as it's, it's In the final leg, it's Jason versus Melanie. Melanie swims the final lap against him. And she beats him, making the girls' team the winners. And the freeze frame as Melanie celebrates. And that's the end of that episode. And yeah, Super Crunch Delight, man. Makes you taller. I love those two, man. Arthur and Yick. Melanie and Kathleen. Just just a lot of great friggin' combinations in this whole series. We haven't even gotten to the Zit Remedy yet. Or uh, Spike and Liz. But uh, the early going, Melanie, Kathleen, Yick and Arthur. They were just, they were just the shit, man. They were awesome. Just awesome. And finally, we go to season one for the last review or over cat or whatever recap of this episode of Degrassi Buddy, courtesy of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. Season one, episode six, title, Rumor Has It, air date, February 22nd, 1987. We start and Caitlin is sleeping. She's having dreams that Miss Avery, who's a gorgeous woman, man, I tell you that, man, Miss Avery. Everybody who remembers that show, remember her with those that really full, thick, long hair, those eyes and that smile. Yeah, man, Ms. Avery. So, Caitlin, not surprisingly, <laughs> is having um, is dreaming that Ms. Avery is a lesbian, and she's dreaming that uh, Ms. Avery gave Kate, she gave her a good mark, and all of a sudden the students in her dream, the students in the class, they're looking on and they start to whisper that Ms. Avery's gay. Ms. Avery's gay. And Caitlin in the dream is just looking around all just awkwardly. And then we get the intro and the opening. After the opening, Caitlin is having a sleepover at her house. And she invites Susie. Rick uh, bikes, rides on his cool bike past them. And he says hi to Caitlin. Caitlin says hi back. And then we see uh, Miss, uh, Ms. Avery. Uh, or well, some, They see Ms. Avery... Uh, arrives at school and she's being driven to school by a woman and the girls mainly Kathleen me I love Kathleen and Melanie but Kathleen is the big friggin uh, gossiper of that little duo but they're still awesome so Melanie wonders if the rumors about Ms. Avery being a lesbian lesbian are true because she's never seen Ms. Avery with a man yeah then we go to the red room in school for the film development yeah film yeah all you kids today man yeah yeah, you have no idea. Film. <laughs> Bloody hell. And it's Susie and Caitlin are in the red room. And uh, Susie tells Caitlin that dreams are supposed to be significant 
and reveals they reveal people's inner desires. And Susie assumes Caitlyn dreams are about Rick, but Caitlyn denies it because Caitlyn just told the Susie a little bit about the dreams, but I don't think she went into too much detail. We cut to Arthur and Yick, and they're doing a presentation in class about Neighborhood Watch and how to make your house a safer house. And they use a classic overhead projector, man. Remember those things with the clear paper that you would write on with uh, washable ink markers? Yeah, they're using one of those, man. The class ends, and the girls go over to Caitlin's house for the sleepover. And uh, Caitlin is, uh, before that happens, uh, Ms. Avery in class puts her hand on Caitlin's shoulder, and Caitlin gets a little uncomfortable, but uh, she just, uh, okay, whatever. <sighs> and, then at one, and then after that, the girls, led by, uh, by uh, Kathleen, obviously, they suggest that Radich, Mr. Radich and Ms. Avery are having an affair. I see the, not Kathleen. Kathleen says, no, they're not, because Ms. Avery's gay. Did you know that? She's gay because they never see her with a woman for crying out loud. Oh, okay. This is the licorice episode. <laughs> we cut to Yick and he's searching through his locker and he can't find the $20 his dad gave him. I think it was to buy new shoes. Arthur says researching, Arthur says that doing the research for crime prevention, prevention was really, was very stimulating. <laughs> oh, these two are, he's such a cool nerd, Arthur, man. Oh, they're both cool, but especially Arthur, man. Just cool, cool, cool. Eventually, in Degrassi High and stuff, they, you know, they kind of drift apart as Yick cares more about being cool and shit. But we'll get there. Yick and Arthur decide to be detectives and try to find out who took Yick's twenty dollars. And Arthur says, "There's a thief here at Degrassi Junior High." Yeah. Then we cut to Caitlin's sleepover, where she has invited Susie, Kathleen, and Annie. I don't know why Melanie's not been invited. Kath, well, I guess they're not like glue yet, Kathleen and Melanie. And then they, they, they're, they're having fun by making prank calls. So they, they call Mr. Radich. And okay, yeah, it is Melanie. Melanie is on the phone, so Melanie is there. And Melanie asks if this is Radich on the line. And you better get off because there's a train coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Caitlin gets picked to make the next call. And they're, what they're doing is they're pulling names of teachers out of a hat to see who they're going to prank. And Caitlin draws Ms. Avery. So she calls Ms. Avery's house, but Ms. Avery isn't home. And uh, the, the person on the other line asks, uh, do you want to leave a message? And Caitlin says, no, no message. And she starts laughing her ass off. And maybe that's funny in 1987. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So uh, Caitlin hangs up and... Uh, Kathleen, uh, she tells, uh, Caitlin tells everybody that uh, Ms. Avery wasn't there, but a woman answers. answered. Kathleen says uh, she still thinks Ms. Avery's gay, but Caitlin doesn't believe that Kath- but Ms. Avery's gay. Kathleen says that she saw Avery and her friend on King Street last week holding hands. King Street. That's an actual street here in Toronto. Yeah, filmed in Toronto, baby. Love it. The next day at school, Kathleen and Annie, they see Ms. Avery get dropped off by the same woman. Who she kisses on the cheek, and Kathleen says, "That must have been her girlfriend." <laughs> oh man, come on! <laughs> we cut to the hallways of school, and Arthur and Yick, courtesy of a comic book ad and quick delivery, obviously, unless they had it ordered a long time ago, just in case they'd need it. They have fingerprint powder. <laughs> 
and they decide to investigate Rick because he's got a reputation of being a bad boy and he's suddenly given out licorice because he says that he won $100 in the lottery, which is funny because I know now minors cannot win the lottery. So I assume it was the same back then, but, you know, writing. So, yeah, Rick is going around with this brown paper bag filled with red and black licorice. I don't know why black. I don't know anybody who likes black licorice, but who knows? Maybe Degrassi was full of them. But he's going around. He's just saying, he's going to everybody. He wants some licorice? I want 100 bucks in the lottery. He wants some licorice? I want 100 bucks in the lottery. So, obviously, Arthur and Yick are thinking Rick used... Uh, uh, used Yick's 20 bucks to buy uh, licorice for everybody. Kathleen still says that Avery's a lesbian, but Melanie and uh, Caitlin disagree. And in class, Kathleen asks Miss, asks Miss Avery if she has a boyfriend, and Miss Avery replies that she's got hundreds, but she doesn't know what business that is of hers. Rick walks into class, gives Miss Avery some licorice, making Arthur, <laughs> which I call him Art in my notes, making Art and Yick more suspicious. Yick says maybe he really did win the lottery, and Arthur says that nobody ever wins $100, <laughs> which is funny, because later in, uh, in I don't know if it happens in junior high, I think it actually does happen in junior high, if not, then it definitely happens in, in Durassi High, Arthur's uh, parents end up winning the lottery, like winning the friggin' lottery, so that's funny that Arthur said that, that's great writing. <laughs> we cut to the dark room, and Susie wonders... What lezzies do exactly? <laughs> she actually said lezzies. She wonders, do they really kiss? Like on the lips and everything? Caitlin thinks Kathleen is lying about the hand-holding that she saw on... She says she saw on King Street. Caitlin gets confrontational about a picture of Avery touching her that they're developing that uh, Susie shows her and Caitlin doesn't like it. Susie tells Caitlin not to worry and it's not as if people are calling her a lezzie. Hey, if you're offended, that's what she said. That's what Susie said to Caitlin. It's not as if people are calling you a lezzy. I can't say that now. We cut to Caitlin. uh, She's in bed. She's having another dream with Ms. Avery. And all the class call her a lesbian. Kathleen starts saying that Caitlin is a lesbian because she's so close to Ms. Avery. And everybody in the class starts chanting, gay, gay, lesbian, lesbian. And Caitlin eventually wakes up. Yeah. The next day, Caitlin arrives at school. Ms. Avery stops to talk to her. And Caitlin, Kathleen sees this and starts whispering to her friend. Surprise, surprise. That's what Kathleen does. <laughs> we go to Arthur and Yick, and they're following Rick around from behind. <laughs> Kathleen and company keep discussing Avery being gay. Melanie asks, what, different does it, what difference does it make? Kathleen says she wouldn't want to be alone in a dark room with Caitlin. Ah, oh, Kathleen, come on, man. And they, eventually this stuff, they get to back to be in the dynamic duo. Those two, Kathleen and Melanie, get themselves caught up in some funny shit over the whole freaking period of Degrassi life. Rick is still giving out licorice as Arthur and Yick follow him into the boys' bathroom. And they watch him taking a piss at one of the urinals. He turns his head, he sees them, and they quickly run into one of the stalls. Well, two of the stalls, each in one of the stalls. Rick is done taking his piss. And I forget if he washed his hands, but then he leaves. Before he leaves, he tosses licorice into the stalls that Yick and Arthur are hiding in. So he's on to them. He knows that they're watching them, but doesn't know why. Uh, Susie and Caitlin are in the dark room, and Susie asks, Kate, asks Caitlin if she's a lesbian after Caitlin's arm gets a little too close to Susie's. 
Caitlin leaves as in anger, and uh, she's back in her bed at night, and she's worried that she might be a lesbian, lesbian and lose all of her friends. And she says that she doesn't want to be different, as she's holding her teddy bear. Next day, we're in class, and Ms. Avery is handing out papers. She puts her hand on Caitlin's shoulder, and Caitlin says, Don't touch me. Yeah, very weird. Very uh, something. Caitlin's getting, uh, she's getting, she's getting there, man. She's calmed down. Class ends, and Ms. Avery wants to talk to Caitlin. Avery, looking awesome in her all-denim outfit, for real. I mean, here in Canada, that's typically called, well, when it's blue jeans and a blue, like, de- when it's denim jeans and a denim top, that's what's known as the Canadian tuxedo. I've seen people wear that, and they look ridiculous, but Ms. Avery was wearing an all-denim was denim outfit, which was like a dress thing, and she looked phenomenal in it. Ms. Avery, man, and those eyes and that smile. Uh, she can be my librarian anytime. Well, she's not a librarian until Degrassi High. She can be my teacher anytime and librarian. Ah, Caitlin tells Ms. Avery about the rumors and that she must be a lesbian because she's not married. God, kids, man. There's probably kids out there that still think that kind of stuff today, man. I mean, me, I'm not married. I'm 44. What does that make me? <laughs> uh, Ms. Avery tells Caitlin that she's that she's not a lesbian. And that she kisses most of her woman friends, explaining the incident on King Street. She also says that she shares a house with the woman, and her name is Elaine. And uh, it's the woman that everybody sees her arriving at school with, getting rides with. So, alright, cool. Cut to Arthur and Yick, who are still following Rick, which rhymes. And he finally confronts them in the stairwell. And they tell Rick that they think he stole Yick's $20. And he says to never follow them him again. Once after Raditz shows up and breaks them up, breaks uh, breaks everything up. Yeah, man, I mean, that was a funny bit, man. How they uh, they mention the twenty dollars, and then Rick is just like, "What twenty dollars? What do you mean? What's going on?" <laughs> oh, Rick, <laughs> acting. <laughs> but Radish intercepts him, and he Rick tells him, "Hey, man, back the hell off." They return to their lockers. Yick goes back into his lockers locker. And he finds the $20 in the bottom of it because his locker is a friggin' nightmare. <laughs> it looks like hell. <laughs> so it was there all the whole time. Arthur calls Yick a broomhead and then he almost got him killed. <laughs> oh, these two are awesome. I love them. <laughs> oh, my God. Cut to Mr. Radich offering Ms. Avery a ride. And Caitlin think, thinks that that means they're dating. Come on, Caitlin. Have you learned anything? Avery says no more rumors. Caitlin tells Ms. Avery that she likes her as a teacher. Avery asks her that even if she was a lesbian, would it matter and would she think any less of her? Caitlin shakes her head no, grins, and that's the end of the episode. So, another great episode uh, with the dynamic duo of Arthur and Yick talking about uh, uh, homosexuality and how, hey man, there's nothing wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with it then, there's nothing wrong with it now, man. Bloody hell, man. Hey, man, hey, any gay dudes out there want to give me fashion advice? By all means. <laughs> Bloody hell, you dudes dress awesomely. <sighs> but yeah, Yick found his 20 bucks. And all is well with the world. So that was this episode of Degrassi Buddy, courtesy of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby on King Street, holding hands with Ms. Avery on one side and Elaine on the other. Yeah, and they're kissing me on the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, we'll cover the next three episodes from Season 1. Episode 7, The Best Laid Plans. Episode 8, Nothing to Fear. And Episode 9, What a Night. Yeah. Episode 7, The Best Laid Plans. 
is a good one. I'm going to say just three words. Swamp Sex Robots. Join me that time here on Degrassi Buddy. If you got any feedback, email me at narby at gmail.com. That's N-A-I-R-B-Y at gmail.com. And I can read it on the show and give my give my feedback to your feedback. So don't forget, spread it around, share the love, and tell everybody to get ready for Swamp Sex Robots. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Here on Degrassi, buddy, we will see you then. Ha <laughs> ha!